where the lines between fantasy and reality are blurred. One fantasy football podcast stands tall above the rest. Balling on a budget. Hello and welcome to episode two of Ballin' on a Budget, the fantasy football podcast that's self-descriptive. I'm your host, John Skelly. And I'm Fritz Reininger. Hey, and all together we are the dream team of fantasy football, baby. We're coming to you live from a beautiful day here in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome back. It is fantastic weather outside. Meanwhile, we're holed up in here. What are we going to touch on today, John? Burning the midnight oil. Doing our uh, quarterback rankings 12 through 24. 13 through 24. Yeah, because we would already... That makes sense. 13, since we already did 12, 12 last week. Yeah, 13. That would be next. And we would cover the news, but there's not too much out there. Uh, you know, Ruben Foster tours ACL today. That's going to affect the Redskins defense for sure. But overall, they still have a good front seven. I'm not sure if he should be playing anyway. Right, right. <laughs> Dirt bag, and then uh, Patrick Peterson. Not as bi- not definitely not a big as big of a dirt bag. No. He's uh <laughs> more for local news and 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 local. Yeah, all he did was request a trade. So. Maybe we shouldn't call him a dirtbag at all, but uh, Peterson suspended. I guess he took some steroids, too. I guess we should uh, condemn him for that, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to affect the Cardinals' defense for sure. I agree. Um, That's kind of, it knocks him out of, like, a top-five defense uh, potential. That's true. For me, too. For sure. We'll see when they uh, have... When they played teams with strong number ones, like Atlanta, you said week six, right? I think that's what it is, week six. Before he gets back, uh, who's going to cover Julio? Will it be Robert Alford, former teammate of his? We'll see. We'll find out. But other than that, nothing too crazy in the news. So we're going to jump right into our rankings. You ready? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Jumping right into our rankings, this is 13 through 24, so these are our QB2s. Okay. You know, I found this a little bit more difficult. I've actually already changed up my rankings, John, from last week. Switched up a bit of your top 10. I have, I have. And it was just with more research. Uh, I definitely have moved um, uh, Cam Newton up. Um, I also moved uh, Russell Wilson up into my top 10 or top 12. And I moved Mitch Mitch Trubisky and Kirk Cousins back out of the top 12. Um, and we'll get into We'll discuss why a little bit more um, about that. But, I've yeah, it's, it's such a fluid list. I think my top five or top six are going to be pretty set. Uh, but then after that, maybe even seven. Um, it's going to be a lot of health concerns with me between the next tier, uh, and we'll just kind of touch on that as we go. Yeah, a lot of health concerns here with uh, these old QBs. We got these guys old as dirt out there <laughs> playing with these brittle bones. Oh, seriously. 41, geez. But uh, yeah, there were some switch-ups. Me as well, uh, I uh, flip-flopped Jared Goff and Drew Brees, Remember, if you remember the end of last week's episode. Um, so I have Breeze here at 13, kicking things off. And with your changes, you have Trubisky at 13. I do. 
And I think I actually went Breeze and then Goff as well as my uh, 11, 12. So mm-hmm. it goes Breeze, so Goff, right and then Trubitsky as 13 for my for me. We're right there, neck and neck with our uh, projections here. So you knocked Trubisky down three spots. I got a lot of info here on Trubisky. I have him at 14. Okay. You know, <clears throat> you think of him as having insane rushing upside, but... When you look at the numbers, he really he only ran for 30 or more yards in 6 of 15 starts with only 3 total rushing touchdowns. Yeah, it was only 421 yards for for the year. I mean, when you look at it that way, it sounds good, 420 yards, but there there was only fantasy-wise 30 or more like 3 or more points getting added to his total in 6 of the 15 games. So really the upside, I mean, yeah, about half the games it's there, but and then only three rushing touchdowns. So with his size, you kind of imagine him being a Cam Newton goal line rushing upside type. But it wasn't really there last year. No, I think with um, uh, who they have there, the the running back, Jordan Howard. 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 They used him a lot around the the goal line. I think, uh, I think that's going to be what they're going to do again, again with David Montgomery. Uh, they're going to use him along. I mean, they're going to try to keep Trubisky healthy as much as possible. Yeah, because uh, he did get nicked up too at one point in the season, missed t- t- two games, I believe. And they moved up to draft him, so I think they're going to try as much as they can to, to keep him safe and keep him healthy. Uh, and so I think there less and less. I would say that they would probably want him running. Uh, He's going to need to do some developing himself, though. Uh, he threw for at least two touchdowns in seven of the 15 starts, and that's including playoffs. So he did miss two regular season games with that injury. So 14 regular season starts and one in the playoffs. He threw for two touchdowns in seven of those games, but he took a sack, at least one sack, most of the games it was more than one, in every single game, all 15 of those starts, except for one against Minnesota. So 14 of the 15 starts, he was taking at least one sack. Uh, seems to me that he's just holding on to the ball too long, and when you watch the tape, that's what you see. He misses easy throws, but then will dazzle you with a pinpoint throw down the field. So it's it's baffling, and he is a young quarterback, a one-year starter in college, so he's still learning the position. We're hoping he can take a big step forward here in year two in uh, Matt Nagy's system, but... Uh, it's a lot of projection. Yeah, there were eight weeks that he failed to uh, to top 15 fantasy points uh, throughout the season. Uh, like you're saying, there's a big upside with his rushing uh, that I like about it. He has increased his completion percentage every year. He was uh, at 66.6% last year. Um, with the added David Montgomery adding to it, uh, who's supposed to be a better runner, uh, just a better fit in Nagy's offense than Howard was, uh, and Tariq Cohen. Uh, I think he, he has the ability to take that next step forward, and I look for him to do that, um, being that he's such a young uh, talent at the position, not playing many years at, as a quarterback. Um, so I think the sky's the limit. I think he could definitely t- 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 uh, end up in the top 10 of quarterbacks this year, uh, but uh, it's going to take. he's going to have to work at it for sure. And uh, they definitely built 
the offense around him. They've added pieces. Anthony Miller really emerged and showed some stuff last year. He's going to be entering his second year. As you've mentioned a few times now, David Montgomery, they added him. But then they also uh, drafted Riley Ridley, and they signed Mike Davis. Um, when you when you add it all up, there's there's definitely the talent. They also around. added Cordell Patterson, and Maggie can be uh, use him as a Swiss Army Robinson, Robinson behind mm-hmm. him as well. So I mean, he has the talent surrounding him. Uh, it just uh, it's just if he can if he can perform, it's now all in the balls in his court, you know per se. And uh, what about Jared Goff, which I have who I have at thirteen? I know we touched on him last episode but just briefly that's about where he is right there in that QB1 QB2 fringe huh just I, like yeah. I have him at, uh, at 12 so we're right there you know at the same thing um I think that uh, both of those guys I think with Goff it really depends upon um uh coming back from from bouncing back from his uh from horrible injury, play which is what's his, uh, his, his oh girly no, his uh, target, his number one target there. Why am I always drawing a blank on him? Uh, Brandon Cooks? Oh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Thank you. The beautiful Cooper Cup. Uh, I think it all depends upon him coming back healthy. He definitely his go-to guy, his third down go-to guy. He was his, his red zone go-to guy. So it really depends on uh, his health. And as you, as, as you like to say, point out, is his uh, playoffs. What he did with the against the uh, the Patriots or what the Patriots did against him uh, is what scares you, and mm-hmm. his is him being able to be developed uh, through that or come through that uh, and 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 work through that. Yeah, I'm concerned the blueprint is out there from uh, the tape, the Super Bowl tape of how to st- shut down that offense. We'll see, though. Uh, they added Henderson, the running back in the draft. So, and if it, like you said. Cup come, comes back healthy. This could definitely work out with uh, Goff taking an, yet another step forward here because as we touched on last episode, he's still only 24 years old. He's only four months older than Baker Mayfield. They're both 24. So, um, yeah, Goff right there on that QB 1-2 fringe as well as Trubisky. And then moving on to 15 here on the list. Those were 13, Goff, 14, Trubisky. 15, I have Phillip Rivers. You have Dak Prescott. I have Dak Prescott. Hmm. And I don't have Dak until 22. So we very we differ greatly on this one. Uh, why, don't you tell, why don't you make the case for Prescott being a high-end QB? Uh, I just think that we saw what he's capable of last year uh, after up the Amari Cooper uh, trade. Uh, before the trade, he was quarterback 24. And after Amari, he was quarterback 6. Uh, he was uh, it was he was getting 16.7 fantasy points per game before, or that's what he averaged over the season. Uh, after Amari, it was 19.1. So that puts him again uh, right around that quarterback 2, maybe borderline and end of quarterback one um possibly uh i think with uh well the wait and see is is the offensive coordinator and kellen moore um we got jason witten coming back you've got michael gallup there always got ezekiel elliott and amari cooper uh i think that uh the sky is the limit this year as long as kellen moore can script the game like they did 
those last kind of four or five games or six weeks uh, when uh, after Amari came over, um, I think that he can take that next step. Although that is something we should have touched on in the news as well. Uh, did you hear about Ezekiel Elliott? He got he just got detained by police at EDC in Las Vegas uh, for shoving a security guard. So we'll see what comes of that. If he, I'll doubt he will. But if he faces any uh, punishment from the league, that's gonna be a huge blow to that offense. But I doubt it. And that's funny because we know our homie Goldie. That's where he is too. I wonder if he saw it go down, <laughs> or was a part of it. Right. That's, <laughs> Shout that's out to Goldie. Kitten that there. Shout out to Goldie. Um, yeah, that's my biggest concern with Dak is the new play caller. I mean, he's a very young coach. And I don't mean in age, like in general. I mean his years coaching. He's only been the QB's coach, I believe, last year. And um, so one year of coaching, and he's already calling plays. They say he's like a genius, a prodigy. He's going to, they really believe in him in Dallas. So, you know, we'll see in the preseason. But it's, it's very unlikely that this undersized quarterback is going to just retire and then in two years later be a star offensive coordinator lighting up the league <laughs> with his innovative <laughs> offense. So that's so I'm worried about that. But um, at the end of the day, I'm glad they got rid of that uh, very vanilla scheme they were running last year. Very, at the very horrible. least, they're going to be trying something new. Yep. Um, but I have Rivers here at 15 because... Well, what I've written down is is it's real simple. He's all reliable. You can always depend on Uncle Phil. You know, uh, every seems like last three years in fantasy, I've targeted him, him targeted him late and been able to swoop him up, and he's been ultra reliable for me. Occasionally, he'll have the stinker one touchdown, four interception game, but uh, that's you live and die by the gunslinger with Phil. Uh, where do you do you have him? Right? I actually have him at sixteen. So oh, okay. just one, one, one more, one down uh, from you. And I and I agree. I have him there for the exact same reason that you have him there. Uh, that he is. He's got hundred and ninety-two consecutive starts. He's over four thousand yards in eight of his last nine seasons. He averages twenty-nine point eight touchdowns per season over the last ten years. Uh, he averages two hundred and fifty-six to two hundred and fifty-seven yards per game. And then from two thousand thirteen to two thousand seventeen, here are his finishes: QB six, QB twelve, QB twelve, QB fourteen, QB eight. So uh, he averages two hundred and seventy fantasy points per season. So, like you're saying, I say he's not the most glamorous quarterback out there, but he's one of the most consistent, and you know what you're getting year in and year out. Right, so in none of those years was he a top five finish, but he was no less than a 14. But 14, so, so you can go out and get him in, getting... in round 14, 15 of your drafts, mm-hmm. and... You know what you're getting. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get those 270 points, and then you can get those higher draft picks. You can you can pick your you know your running back two, three, or your, your mm-hmm. fill-ins. Because, uh, you know, his ADP, it, it's never that high. It's probably 14-6, something like that right about now. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and so I'm always, I am I love him as old reliable. He's got, what, Hunter Henry coming back? Yeah, Mike Williams. Mike Williams, the emergence. Yep. They still have Travis Benjamin. Yep, and of course Keenan Allen. 
If he can stay healthy. And uh, Melvin Gordon's a threat out of the backfield. Yeah, I uh, I I love I love Philip Rivers as a either a fill in quarterback for you, uh, or if you're in a two quarterback system, he could definitely be. Uh, if you're playing in a super flex, or even just a two quarterback league, I definitely like him as a second quarterback. Uh, yeah, last year I mentioned in the last three years I've been able to snag him up. Last year I had Mahomes though on all my teams, so I didn't really have any need for Rivers. In that situation, there were games when he had bad matchups. I was thinking, should I plug in Rivers here? And nah, man, nah. You just, I just had to ride out uh, the magic <laughs> there at QB last year, and it's uh, astonishing I didn't win the championship. But anyways, <laughs> sorry, I I'm not you. hurting it. I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. So, so who's your number seventeen? Sixteen or sixteen for you? Jimmy G. Okay, all right. Talk to me. What's what's Which, what do you like about Jimmy? I have met nineteen. Yep, Jimmy Graham. You know, it's his breakout year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, this is his year if he's healthy. You know, his play wasn't that special leading up to his injury last year. In the three games, he had 718 yards, five touchdowns, and three picks. But they added so much talent to the offense this year with Tevin Coleman. They, like, they had those running backs emerge last year with Matt Breda and co. And then they added Tevin Coleman. But then in the receiving group, they added Debo Samuel in the draft, who a lot of people were really, really high on. A great after-the-catch guy. And then Jalen Hurd, who is a former running back. And he's intriguing, man. You know, in 2015... For Tennessee, he ran for 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns, or wow. over 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. Wow. So that's with Alvin Kamara there on the bench, Dang. on the team. Wow. So he's a talented uh, run-after-the-catch guy, too, you know, <laughs> is the best way to put it, because he's good with the ball in his hands with those running back instincts, and he uh, is 6'5", so he's a big guy that moves fluidly, I don't know, why he fell so far in the draft, probably just raw, but with that uh, Shanahan coaching, who knows what he can become. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of stuff about that. Uh, people were thinking that it might be the Samuel Garoppolo connection might be the next thing, but a lot of people are saying that it actually might be the Herd uh, Garoppolo connection might be the thing to watch and something that as a sleeper pick the to, herd. to watch watch Herd emerge as a, as a deep sleeper. Herd, uh, so that might be our... One of our ballers on a budget to look, yeah. look forward as maybe a, a number four or something. Just watch Hurd throughout the preseason. Uh, but I agree with you. I think that's why he dropped to 19 on me is because he wasn't as glamorous uh, in his last three year in his last three games or with his three games in 2018. Right. Uh, he only had 19 fantasy points per game, uh, whereas he was upwards of of 21 uh, with the five games that he had in in 2017. Um, but with, with Samuel and Hurd coming in, he's got Pettis, he's got Kittle, he's got Goodwin, uh, all those guys. They added Tevin Coleman. They've got all those wonderful, great backs. Added uh, Bosa to the defense. And, and that's another and, thing uh, I said. Jason Perret. I got, they got, and Ford. They got D Ford and yeah. Bosa. And I uh-huh. said, so I think that'll help keep the offense on the field, uh, and right. the defense off the field. So that gives them more scoring opportunities. So, uh, he, if, if he plays up to his potential, which I think is he's an amazing quarterback from what I've seen. 
uh, the Niners could do very well this year, but it's I, again, there's another wait and see for me. Yeah, he played better each game, too. All three of those interceptions came in week one against Minnesota, which is no chump of a defense either. Right. So after he took his lumps there that week from that good defense, he really uh, was I playing think he better ball. had fantasy points that week. Right. And after that, it was all. 20 and 25 after that. So He was money in the bank down the stretch that year before, though, those five games he, you mentioned. He did crush I remember it. I, I picked him up and I uh, didn't start him against Jacksonville that week because their defense was so formidable and he lit him up and I was like, dang it. <laughs> 17, moving on to 17, I got uh, Big Ben. Me too. Perfect. Wow. I'm right on the money. What a shocker. Led the league in passing last year with 5,129 yards. But he loses A.B. And, uh, well, he already lost him last year, but, you know, Bell's officially out the door. Uh, how met, How does that number come down? And also, health is a factor. In his 15-year career, he's only started all 16 games four times. Four! Yeah, he had the, the most pass attempts last year. Uh, it was It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't see him having that same, uh, that same ceiling this year. Uh, they don't have a number two, a defined number two right now, uh, which really scares me, um, which is going to be one of my sleeper tight ends then that leads me would be Vance McDonald. I think he's going to have a, a, a... Right, because Jesse James is, is gone. gone. He he's went to Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, he's in Detroit. So now uh, I think that uh, he might be hovering around my number five or number six tight end. Uh, and again, that would be maybe one of my ballers on a budget again because he's going to be going I think people are 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 thinking ranking him down more like 10 11 12 as far as tight ends go right now and I think actually he might have a huge breakout season this year uh with lack of targets um but I don't know we'll have to see I think uh Big Ben is there uh you know he's not the most exciting fantasy option but he's definitely startable most weeks he's got a, a nice solid floor, um, and the ceiling is just is unlimited. Is it's just up to him and his health, like you're saying. In that same vein, another sleeper to keep your eye on would be James Washington. Last year's second round pick, he had a fantastic preseason, but then just couldn't put it all together during the regular season. Maybe another off season to get his head straight. Uh, he's he's able to replicate that preseason because he mossed a couple fools. I don't yeah. Remember. Yeah. And again, uh, averaging on points here, uh, the last six seasons, Ben has averaged 277 fantasy points per season. So you kind of know... So is that less than Phillip Rivers? Phillip Rivers... Was 290? Uh, he was 270. Oh, 270. So, so, so they're, they're right, right about there. They're right, right, right around the same amount. Last year, mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers had 289. Uh, so he had maybe just a... He was still under because he had a huge year last year with A.B. and Juju. Uh, ben did. Right, but they're ne- right there neck and neck in their average last uh, six goes, seasons. Yeah, you're going your old reliables again, your old men rivers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> old Uncle Phil. Going, going there. So that's nine, number 17. So on my list, uh, moving forward to 18, I notice it's Tom Brady, first of all. So I notice I have the three oldies kind of grouped there, are Roethlisberger, Brady, Rivers, um... Brady, uh, he's all the way at 18 this year because, well, he's old. 
And the team is seemingly built to pound the rock, drafting two offensive linemen and yet another running back, Damian Harris, out of Alabama in the third round. That's pretty high so of a draft pick. So now what, are they going to carry five backs or what? Um, in 2017, he threw the ball, Brady, 581 times with 32 touchdowns. So I was looking at the numbers... That was 2017, two years ago. I was thinking last year, those both those numbers would come have come way down with him being older and then going towards a more ground-and-pound offense, but I was wrong. The numbers went from 2017 to 2018 down very little with him throwing the ball 570 times in 2018 with 29 touchdowns. So he threw three less touchdowns and was still in the same ballpark of pass attempts the last two years. If you can expect the same kind of regression this year, maybe he's down to 26 or so touchdowns. Um, you know, it's still QB 18, 19 material. Well, I, and I saw the run-pass ratio of the, the Patriots. Uh, from, in 2017, it was uh, 40-60. Uh, and in 2018, it went to 45-55. So it dropped 5% uh, or whatever, whatever you want to say. So there was a 5% less of passing uh, because they did have Sonny Michelle. I think they came up with this uh, this great equation uh, um, and they, when they found out that uh, when Sonny, did, Sonny Michelle did really well running the ball, they won games. Uh, so they continued to feed him the rock. And now, like you said, they just drafted Damian Harrison, who is the same style of runner, uh, but they think he's a little bit more durable. They also say that he can hit the hole better. He sees, sees the hole a little bit better than Michelle. So uh, that kind of scares me um, with Rex Burkhead there. Um, I think that uh, they have a game plan now, and they want to keep Tom Brady upright. Uh, they've always been a, uh, I think, a dink and dunk offense. Uh, they've always been a quick hit, get the ball out quickly, uh, and I think that they're going to try and do that exactly. And so I have him at 22, actually. I don't, I don't think he's going to finish in the the maybe two one or two uh, round, and I, I think I'm not going to try to touch Tom Brady unless he really falls falls to me uh, way down. There's there's way more uh, opportunity out there, I think, in fantasy this year than Tom Brady. Yeah, despite my 18 rating, uh, it's mainly just out of respect more than anything. You can't, <laughs> you can't doubt him every time you try to doubt him. He proves you wrong, and like I just laid out kind of confusingly, his past attempts the last two years have only gone down very, very slightly. And I think you just put it better than I did. It went down 5%. 5%. So it is going down, but he's still, but not by that much. So that's why I have him at 18. But you're right with your 22 ranking that um, I'm just uh, not really trying to draft him, though. Yeah, I don't I have think him so. at 18, but I would much rather have the guy I have at 19 and 20, just assuming where Brady gets drafted. But if Brady fell to me late, yeah, I'm going to take him. Right, right. He I'm averaged 17 fantasy points in 2018. That's not something I want. I need a quarterback that's 20 to 25 or 26, even even in a even in a super flex league. So, like you're saying, he out of respect, if he falls to me in the 10th or 11th round, I'll take him. Heck yeah. So who do you have at, at uh, 18? Yeah, next up is Kyler Murray. Okay. The rookie, the number one overall pick. 
Um, couldn't put him above Brady, like I said. Just uh, you just can't count. You can't do that. Can't put in someone that uh, is going to be learning on the job versus someone that's the goat, debatably. So he's there at nineteen, but really he has the potential to finish if he's what people think he's going to be. He could finish top ten, um, but who knows? You know, he's just uh, he's a big question mark because. He's, I'm looking at him similarly to how I looked at Lamar Jackson last year. All year, I was watching Jackson on the waiver wire. No one drafted him because Flacco was the starter, and I was watching and waiting. And when he, when Flacco hurt his hip, I was there, and I pounced on Jackson. And he wasn't that great when he came in. He was like scoring 19, 20 points a game, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's not quite getting the job done. So, Murray, I'm expecting more from him, though, just because he's a better passer, uh, uh, at least in the college level. Um, last year, his one year at Oklahoma, I went and totaled up the numbers. He averaged 383 total yards per game, so passing and rushing. He had 383 yards a game with... A combined 54 total touchdowns, 42 throwing, 12 rushing, and only seven interceptions. Okay. So, I mean, he balled out. You look at uh, the game logs, he only had one game all year where he threw two interceptions. All his other five interceptions came in one at a time. Um So that proves that he, you know, doesn't let his snow his mistakes snowball. And uh, he just never had a bad game. So um, is that a testament to his like leadership and his competitiveness? Or is that like a negative that he's never faced adversity because Oklahoma was so good? And we're going to find out the hard way what happens when he does face adversity here in the NFL. And that's a good question. I have him at 21. I have him right above Tom Brady. Uh, and mine is mainly because of that question mark. I think he fell into the, the perfect spot uh, with the perfect coach. Um, with Kingsbury, I think this is the best landing spot that he could have gotten. Somebody who's willing to work. It's a first year. It's something that who he this this guy, this coach, loved him from the get-go. Loved him in college. Wanted him in college. And now he gets the chance uh, to coach him on the professional level. Uh, I think they the Cardinals did a great job. Uh, in the draft, um, they got two exciting new yeah, they did. wide receivers. Uh, or three, three, excuse me, three exciting wide receivers in the draft. Um, I felt like before they picked up Murray, I thought Christian Kirk was going to be one of my sleepers. Um, I think I just now am back in a holding pattern on that and as a wait and see. To same, see same here. To see who Murray gels with, if it would have been... Uh, if they would have stayed with, um, what Rosen? Rosen, thank you. <laughs> if they would have stayed with Rosen, then I think Kirk would have probably emerged and been one of my uh, definitely top, you know, number three receiver to get with t- with two upside with receiver two upside. Um, but uh, right now, I just want to wait and see. I think this is going to elevate um, everybody around him, though, offensively. I think David Johnson kind of moves up maybe one or two spots for me uh, because of Kingsbury's um, offense that he runs. Uh, Murray doesn't throw that much, they said, to the, the running back, but that could change uh, with the tutelage of of Kingsbury. Um, so I, I have him at 12. 
I mean, 21 as in a waiting pattern, as a kind of a wait and see. Because um, I, I, and I also have questions about the Cardinals' offensive line. Kingsbury's talked about many times about uh, he's looking to make David Johnson the focal point of the offense and give him the ball as many times as possible in as many different ways as possible. So I'm hoping what what you just said is true that he uh, uses him in the passing game some more despite Kyler Murray's running game prowess. I mean, the guy's got skills. He's athletic. He's got a, you know he's elusive. Uh, I just think that he'd be stupid not to utilize Dave Johnson to his fullest. Yeah, Johnson uh, was a stud two years ago and was a huge disappointment to many. Some drafts he was the number one overall pick last year. Right. And we all know how that went. So Unfortunately. <laughs> Moving on to 20 is a quarterback I have on my list. That is not even in your top twenty-four. I don't. I won't. This touch is this our guy. biggest disagreement here. This is a serious sleeper for me. Somebody I'm going to monitor closely. Nick Foles. Big Dick Nick. Tell me about. Tell me why you have him here. Make me put him on my list. Well. He's 30 and 20 in his career as a starter. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Marquise Lee's coming back from his torn ACL. He emerged as a true number one the year before, or okay. potential, um, at the very least, a solid number two. They added Chris Conley in free agency, and they drafted Jawan Taylor um, to beef up that O line. They drafted Cam Robinson last year. Um, he struggled through injuries as a rookie, but when he was healthy, he helped out the O line. So if he can stay healthy this year, and Jawan Taylor pans out on the other side, they've now solidified their tackles. Um, they signed Norwell, was his name, right, the guard from Carolina last year. So they have a strong interior line with the tackles now reinforced. You have Marquise Lee and uh, Dee Dee Westbrook and Keelan Cole at wide receivers, so they got some weapons. And then, uh, obviously, a stud of a running back, Leonard Fournette, in the backfield. And that defense that was fantastic two years ago, I mean, you add it all up, and it's a winning formula to me. Now, is it, uh, does it, it doesn't look to be an offense that would project a lot of passing and passing touchdowns. And I and I but I would agree with only part of that. I don't think he's gonna throw for a lot of yards, but I for some reason, I don't know, I just have premonitions of a lot of two and three touchdown games for Foles this year. Uh with like I said, not a lot of yards, like two hundred yards, two touchdowns. I feel like that's gonna be pretty consistent from him all year as they cruise to a thirteen and three type season. Wow. With the defense wow, returning the form. That's huge. Thirteen and three. I just mean they're gonna be okay. dominant in winning games because with him and his Super Bowl experience, if he, if the rock locker room buys into him and thinks we could actually win with this guy because he's done it before, they're going to play way harder than they were last year with Bortles, who they knew was a bum from practice. Which, by the way, I read on Twitter today that in uh, the first uh, public <clears throat> practice today for the Giants, Eli Manning, one of six with two interceptions to start it off. Fantastic. So, so, so the clock the is ticking for so, uh, Daniel that's Jones. That's why he's not on my 24. And, and that's why I got 21, Eli Manning, next on my list. No. Eli, so the clock is ticking on Daniel Jones there. But, uh, 
Yeah, no, Nick, I think uh, with Bortles out the door, the defense is going to play way harder than they did last year. I think that honestly was the problem with the defense, that they just didn't care. They didn't okay. believe in their quarterback. All right, well, I hope I hope you're right. But as, as from my point of view, uh, when I've ever seen Nick Foles take over as a starting quarterback, he has not gotten the job done. Uh, he's been a, ver- a disappointment, a huge disappointment when he is the number. When he goes in and has that pressure on him, he can't. He folds under pressure. He folds Uh-oh. under pressure. I did say it. Uh, he went there. Uh, but the thing with Nick is, is it, and I call it the uh, fold syndrome, is that whenever he is the backup quarterback and he doesn't have expectations on him, he thrives in a situation when he comes in and plays behind Wentz and he's the number two and he can, you know, there's not these huge like, oh my God, we're going to have to win uh, expectations. expectations. And he then he thrives and he does really, really well. It takes him to the Super Bowl. Uh, so maybe he needs to be hypnotized. And I've told you this before. Maybe yeah. he needs to be hypnotized uh, into thinking that he's just the backup quarterback going in to fill in for the next 16 games. And maybe he will thrive. I there's no shortage of talent around him. I think he, they have uh, undeniably one of the best young uh, wide receiver cores in the NFL. I love Keelan Cole. Uh, I love Dady Westbrook. Uh, Con- Conley's fantastic. Um, they're just they're amazing. And if uh, Leonard Fournette can get his game together and get his head out of his, you know what. Uh, this guys could be unstoppable. You're right. I agree with that. But I just don't think I have not seen it from Nick Foles in a starting role. Um, I hope he proves me wrong for his sake and for the Jaguars' sake. But uh, I'm not touching Nick Foles. Yeah, they might want to slip something in the water there in Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, not hit, uh, hypnotize the whole team. I think this offense is set up as a run first offense. I mean, like you're saying, maybe he will have like that's why he will have the only the 200 yards and and he'll do a quick couple hits to yeah you play know, action on the goal line. on the goal line exactly. So maybe you're right. Maybe he will have a couple. He'll be but uh, I don't know if I'm touching him. I not well, over not over my number 18, who is your number 21. Your next Josh guy Allen. is Josh Allen. Well, yeah, but this is also coming from the, uh, the a man that's from the school of thought of taking quarterbacks late. So that's why I'm so high on falls is that, like, you don't even have him ranked 24. I could get him very late and bank on, like I said, hopefully 200 yards, two touchdowns. You could get him all day from me. Yeah. <laughs> have him. I, I don't think, I wouldn't even draft him. Right. I don't think I'm even drafting. I might exactly. I might be able to swoop him off the waiver wire. I might. Like, yeah. There yeah. you go. Because I would take Derek Carr over Nick Foles. Which I don't. Which I. Which is uh, the opposite of me. I don't have Carr ranked on my list. Right. And that was the only uh, quarterback difference we had in our top twenty-four. That's true. Those two. Well, like you just uh, were saying, Josh Allen's coming up next here. He only completed more than 60% of his passes twice in 12 starts last year when they shocked Minnesota week three and the last game of the season in a meaningless game at home against Miami. But there was a high volume of pass attempts. That's why I have him ranked two spots ahead of Lamar Jackson, who we'll get to in a bit. Jackson was only throwing the ball, he never threw the ball more than 25 times in any of his seven regular season starts. Allen was, had games where he was throwing the ball up to 40 times a game, you know. 
So he's that's so with the high volume that kind of explains why he had such a terrible or lackluster completion percentage. But the rushing upside is undeniable, and if you actually watch the highlights, watch the tape, watch the games last year, he got better as the season went on. That's for sure. And he was a playmaker by the end of the year, uh, just running around, making plays, like, like, and just not caring at all about his body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're at, uh, what was it? Um, from week 12 on, uh, he posted the most fantasy points per game for quarterbacks. Um, he, yeah, he averaged 59 yards rushing, 0.8 touchdowns and 207 yards passing and 1.3 touchdowns, uh, passing. So he had about 26 fantasy points the last six games, uh, on average. So, and if you average that over a 15 games, uh, it equals 390 fantasy points if you can keep that up. And that was, that would have been second behind Patrick Mahomes. So he would have been quarterback two last year if he would have been able to keep up those numbers. So uh, Josh Allen might be one of my sleeper picks this year if he can get it together. Uh, if they can get that, that offensive line. Uh, fig- I like the additions they figured brought out. In. They did bring Cody in. Ford in the draft. So what they did is the uh, they ranked 26th last year in the offensive line. But with all the additions that they made this year, they've added 317 career games of experience to their front line and 196 career starts. So that will uh, hopefully help uh, reduce the 28 sacks that um, that Allen took last year. Maybe give them some more time to be a little bit more accurate. They also revamped the receiving core with some experience in John Brown, Cole Beasley, Andre Roberts, former Cardinal. John yeah. Brown as well, two former Cardinals. They uh, All three of them fit the same profile of like a smaller, speedier slot receiver. Yep. And so you watched the tape last year. They really tried to showcase Allen's arm strength and deep ball a lot. And you can already tell that's what they're going to do this year with these three guys. They're just going to chuck yep. it deep, and then maybe Beasley will be the the uh, chain mover with his route running prowess. Jay Jones you know? said that he uh, added another 15 pounds of lean muscle to his upper body. Oh, it's lean muscle. Lean muscle. Has he been hanging out with Christian McCaffrey? He must be. <laughs> the beast is unleashed the beast. So we'll see. So time will tell. So I have him at number 18. You have him at 21. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm looking for big things from Josh Allen this year. I was really blown away when I turned on his highlights recently. It's like uh, I even commented on the YouTube video saying, watching this as a Cardinals fan, now I understand why they got rid of Rosen because he got worse as the season went on. And I'm not saying that as somebody that... uh, just looked at the scores. Like I watched every single Cardinals game last year, all snap, all the snaps. You know, as a diehard Cardinals fan, and he got worse as the season went on. He was missing throws. He was holding onto the ball too long, taking sacks. He was awful. Allen was the opposite. He was getting better as the season went on. Was making plays, extending plays, and understanding uh, when to not make the play and take and live for the next right. down. So. Right. Uh, I see. so I would be excited if I was a Buffalo fan that they have a real playmaker a quarterback to build around and luckily here as a Cardinals fan I'm in the same boat that we now with hopefully with Thank Murray God. we have an electric playmaker at QB to build around 
Uh, next on the list, though, is Dak Prescott for me, 22. We already touched on him. You had him all the way at, what, 8, at uh, 16, 15? I had him at 15. Yeah. That's so I, I, I like Dak. I like him this year. Uh, maybe I have Josh Allen too low. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, like you were saying, real quick, I'll just uh, reinforce what you were saying. Since Amari Cooper joined the team last year, he only had one game with a passer rating lower than 80, including playoffs. So that means an 80, yeah, 85 is like league standard. So he only had one game less than average starting quarterback um, since Cooper joined the team. So that's impressive stats for sure. Um, Did you have anyone we brushed over, we glossed over? No? Derek Carr, you have him all the way. Where do you have Carr? 23, 23. so you're at 23 now. And I'm at 23 too. So I have Lamar Jackson, you have Derek Carr. I have Lamar Jackson at 20. Nice. So you're a little you're higher on him than Allen? No, no. Allen's no. eighteen. Allen's eighteen, then Jimmy G and then and then Lamar Jackson for me. And I think it's uh you know, the the, the speed uh that they added, which I'm sure you you will touch upon that they added in the draft. I think they're building this team for speed, they're building it around him. They added uh Mark Ingram, uh to run the ball, a big bruiser. Uh he posted the 11th most uh, QB rushing yards of all time with 695 yards. And how many games did he play? Seven. Seven games. Regular season. Seven regular season games. So I think the athleticism there, uh, they're just trying to improve the pack year, passing accuracy. Um, they had a 52% uh, pass ratio to, to 48% run. Last year, and Lamar Jackson averaged 18.7 fantasy points in his eight starts. Uh, so, or seven starts. Well, yeah, eight with the playoffs. Eight including so playoffs. Eight, so it was eight starts. Total, right. So, uh, that's better than Tom Brady. Right. It is by two points. Yeah. And I've got him, and I've got Tom Brady ranked as 22nd. And I've got Lamar Jackson at 20, so... You know, it's interesting. I think they looked at what Carolina did and learned from their mistakes. Remember when Carolina, when Newton was in his second year, they went and added these big-bodied receivers around him, Devin Funches and uh, Kelvin Benjamin, because they said his inaccuracy downfield, they wanted the big bodies. Right. Bigger targets. And then that burned them hard, so they went and done the opposite. Now, last year, adding Curtis Samuel and DJ (laughs) Moore, small, speedy guys, and it's working better for them, the catch, run after catch guys. So I feel like uh, that's what Baltimore is copying. Instead of going out and getting big bodied guys for Lamar's inaccuracy, they're already skipping ahead to the to uh, the DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel by adding uh, Miles Boykin and uh, Hollywood Brown. Yep. Uh, and also Justice Hill, yeah. the running back in the draft. Uh, yeah, he was quoted as having the most explosive and blazing top-end speed, is what the quote was that I read about. Him coming out of the draft? About Justice Hill coming nice. out, yeah. So uh, I'm really excited to see what they do this year. Uh, I think, again, he's another one of those guys, if they can... Get him his his completion percentage up, and it can get his accuracy down. I, th- these guys could be explosive. They did lose some some players on the defense, uh, some key guys on the defense. That could be good for fantasy. But, but exactly, it could be good for fantasy. Uh, but we'll see. Only time will tell. Yeah, only time will tell. Uh, last year, 
you, like I touched on when we were talking about Allen, um, just like Allen, he only completed Lamar Jackson, only completed 60% or more of his passes twice. But he had eight total starts, uh, Josh Allen 12. But like I was saying, Allen was throwing the ball 30, 40 times a game. Jackson never threw it more than 25 times, except for in the playoffs. He threw it 29 times in that playoff loss to the Chargers. And if you remember, they were kind of getting blown out. So at the end of the game, that's had they had to. no choice yeah. but to throw. Otherwise, if they had it their way, they would have kept it under 25 and get again. That's kind of that's concerning because why is the coaching staff trying to hide him unless they know something we don't that he's really bad throwing the ball. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, last person on the list, 24 for me is. Bum Detroit's Matthew Stafford. <laughs> that's pretty funny because I vacillated between 24 between Stafford. And Sam Darnold. And uh, I I settled on Sam Darnold over Stafford. And then I had this I wrestled with the same thing and uh, ultimately decided on Stafford, thinking uh, Daryl Bevel is gonna come in there and work with uh, Matt Patricia to kinda get that offense back on track. And I think they're gonna go more run heavy this year. Mm. Uh I think it's good for carry on Johnson. We hope. We hope. That's who's gonna be the who's I think gonna get so. the carries. I I was I was really high on, on Carry on Johnson earlier this year. Until uh, they signed CJ Anderson. And then they got CJ Anderson in there. Um I know Patricia is a is like the from the school of Belichick where they use the multiple backs where you can never really rely on a back. I was really excited that finally Sonny Michelle was finally made a, 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 a you know it's going to change those ways, and then now, now they're going to change it with with Damian Harris up there. So, uh, I uh, I think Sam Darnold coming into his second year here is going to do uh, is going to. Take I the, love Robbie Anderson. Take step forward. Uh, they got Quincy Anunua is going to come back healthy. Um, Hernan is is a great uh, tight end for them. Young guy. Uh, nice young guy. And then they just also added... Uh, nice young man, that Chris Herndon. <laughs> Jameis uh, Crowder. And Jameis Winston's on the Jameis team. Winston off the team. So yeah, they just, running in the slot. They just got Crowder. Uh, so he's got three, I think, two speedy guys um, with Robbie Anderson and Crowder. And then he's got a nice big body physical guy with a Nunois. And three down back. And they just got Le'Veon Bell. Bell, so he's going to be, he's great, his hands are great. Uh, so I th- I look for Sam Darnold actually to take the next step forward. And actually, he could be a QB2 with upside. They could they could surprise this year. Yeah, he has more upside than Stafford for sure. You know what you're getting with Stafford. Just the he, uh, he has good games and bad games. But what about Derek Carr? You have him at 23. I, That's someone we kind of just glossed over because I don't have him ranked at all. That's right. 24. Because you don't like my Raiders. Well, because Carr, no, I'm, <laughs> it's a kind of a personal uh, vendetta that I took Carr, uh, not last year, but the year before that. Um, and we expected big things. When we all expected big things. Big things. And I remember I had Deshaun Watson and I cut him for Carr thinking, because this was two years ago when he was Watson was a rookie, oh man, who am I going to trust, this rookie quarterback or Derek Carr? Right? So I cut Deshaun Watson for Derek Carr. And that who, that did not work out well for me, but it, but 
didn't end up well for Big Red, who picked up Watson either, because then Watson tore his ACL. Right. So. Well, my thing with Carr is this, is that they've surrounded him now with the best weapons that he's had in his entire career. Uh, Amari True. Cooper was great, but I didn't think Amari Cooper wanted to be there. As being a Raider fan, you watched him. How many drop balls did he have last year? It, was, it seemed like every other ball that he caught or caught, he dropped two. Uh, he had like a 30% catch rate uh, last year. Well, when we get into our wide receiver, wide receiver rankings, we'll cover that for sure. That I'm super low, or not super, but I'm pretty low on him this year, Cooper, because he's burned me so many times. Oh, and see, I'm high on him, actually. Drops. I'm. I think he's going to be top... Possibly top 15 for me on my wide receiver rankings. He's burned me too many times. Uh, and me as well. And me as well. I've always, well, I always loved him. Well one last time. You have to yeah, with this new, because he, he's he's excited where he is uh, now. He didn't buy into the Gruden system uh, as you either, you either do or you don't. Uh, and he didn't. And he didn't want to be there. And you could tell. Uh, we now have Brown. And I think that, I think Antonio Brown brings, is a drama queen. Uh, but the guy's a baller. Um, you know, if if we can reel that in with Tyrell Williams, you got Josh Jacobs, you got J.J. Nelson. Um, it's a good-looking group. Ryan Grant is now there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's hard to deny that that this is this is it. It's make or break for uh, for for Derek Carr this year, and I'm hoping for the best for my Raiders. I guess I just listened to too much uh, Michael Lombardi. He's always trashing uh, Gruden, saying he just worked with him in his time with uh, with the Raiders last time. He worked. They both worked there at the same time. Right. And he was saying that he's uh, he was when he was in Philadelphia. They worked together in Philadelphia too. And he was saying when he was in Philadelphia, man, these wide receivers. We got no weapons. They're trying to. They're gonna fire me because they want me to whip up offense with these. We got no weapons. And then in Tampa, same thing. We got no weapons. And then in Oakland, he, when they were reunited, he was saying the same thing. So now you're seeing it here in his tenure in Oakland as the lead man. Well, we got no weapons, man. So they went and signed every receiver they could: <laughs> Ryan Grant, J.J. Nelson, Tyrell Williams, A.B. So now. He's finally happy. He can finally say, we got our weapons, man. Well, he and had we'll weapons see. the first time around. He and had we'll Tim Brown. Uh, and Callaway. I mean, he had some fantastic receivers, so I don't think, it, you know. And they they did pretty well. So I'm just, he now has his weapons. Uh, we'll just see if he's happy with his quarterback. Exactly. That's kind of what Lombardi's drilled in my head is that, uh, he's never happy. He's always looking for the next big thing, and so I would just would be hesitant to hop on board with Carr when his co- coach could toss him to the wolves any week. Well, I think I think uh, I'm gonna have a more positive out outlook for my my Raiders and hope that Carr comes in and performs. For the record, yeah, Fritz is a <laughs> Raiders fan. I'm a Cardinals fan, and. Uh, it's evidenced by him having Carr in his rankings, me not, and Carl, me having Kyler Murray at 19, and him in 20-something. <laughs> well, I think that's it for our quarterback rankings here today. Anything else you want to squeeze in there, Fritz? No, that's going to do it. I think we're good. All right. I think that was a lot better. What do you say? Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to uh, episode two. 
quarterback rankings 13 through 24. Yeah, thank you all for sticking uh, sticking through all this with us as we figure it all out. Each episode is going to just keep improving and improving. Uh, we got lots of big things, plans coming. Uh, we're already buying new equipment. The budget is getting bigger and bigger for balling on a budget. <laughs> increasingly and very quickly so we'll, we'll soon start setting up some social media stuff so people have questions you can always reach out to us and ask us what you think or mm-hmm. uh what you you know if you have any questions yeah or, we're really making this thing official so so stick with us and thank you for all for listening we'll see you next week when we're gonna do let's decide right now we want to do running backs or wide receivers let's do running backs i think that's what the people want that's right all right see you all next week